Hello, and welcome to How to Be a Llama, the podcast all about the life and times of a young llama. I'm Ari. AKA Drama Llama. And I'm Joshua. AKA Papa Drama Llama. <laughs> Together, we'll try to navigate middle school, learn some stuff, try to answer some questions, and hopefully have some fun. Hey, Ari. How's it going? Good. We have a guest today. We do. Well, before we get to the guest, do you know what town in Las Vegas? Ah, I messed up. I messed up the joke already. Uh-huh. Do you know what town in Nevada dentists visit the most? What? Las Vegas. No, that one. No, I liked my hippie one better. Oh well, well. Okay, tell your hippie one. Okay. What do you call a hippie's wife? What? Mrs. Hippie. Nice. Okay. Well, now that we've got that important thing out of the way, uh, today we're talking to a guest. We have an actual guest, uh, of course. This is COVID-19 time, it's quarantine time, and remote guest, and uh, all the way from... Uh, Boston! Is it still Boston? Yes. Okay. Yes. We are happy to welcome Ari's cousin, Ari Aubrey. Say hi! 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 So, thanks for being on the podcast, we appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So, Ari's on the podcast for a couple of reasons. One, she's an amazing cosplayer, I'm sorry. Uh, Ari's an amazing cosplayer and also does commissions for things like wigs and costumes, right? Uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I've done anything like that, but I'm definitely trying to get back into the swing of things. So I definitely have time. <laughs> um, how have things been out in on your side of the world? Because I know here on the West Coast, Nevada area, it's it's, it's kind of crazy, but it isn't like New York crazy. Um, so in my area, um, you know, it's a little frustrating. Um, the governor of Massachusetts has kind of done like a very half-baked state, like shelter in place order. Um, the first time, the first like day of announcing that shelter in place order, he was putting that as like a two week thing, like April 7th, we were supposed to, you know, open back up or whatever, but it was a very like low-key sort of thing and it wasn't really fully committing to the idea of sheltering in place because of a health crisis and he stated that he you know and his administration did not believe that they could tell people to stay in their homes because of a health crisis so you know people are still kind of it's very quiet and it's very like dead out in the world when I've gone out to just buy groceries um, which is very very infrequently I'm trying to stay inside as much as possible um, but there are still people out and about. I still see households mixing. I still see kids outside playing as if they're on summer vacation. Um, and so there's a juxtaposition of people who I think aren't taking it seriously enough, despite the rising number of cases in this country, the rising number of deaths in this country. Um, and then of course you have the federal, uh, government, uh, not really taking this, the uh, measures that needs to be taken to help keep people safe and also uh, ensure that people aren't, you know, going hungry. So yeah, well, we won't dive into that rabbit hole because that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I'll get mad. I'll start saying things I shouldn't say. Right. It's fine. Just was wondering. Um, I understand now. You, uh, among other things, you work for Starbucks, right? I do, and yes. they're actually paying you to stay home. Correct. Yes, I actually am being paid until as of right now, May 3rd, before I was being paid until April 19th, but they did extend that 
um, just uh, like two days ago when Massachusetts extended the shelter in place order to the fourth. So um, originally we were sheltering in place until April 7th, my birthday. And then now we're, we're sheltering in place until May 4th. That, and so. that's right. I did forget to say happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Happy birthday. I got you. I got you a podcast. You. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. It's um, exciting. I've never been on a podcast and, before. And actually, this episode is, uh, will be posting the day before your birthday, Monday the 6th. So, oh, so I'll make perfect. sure to send you the link. Um, and, and that's something that um, it's a double-edged sword that you have this big, big, you know, coffee company. They're able to afford Absolutely. to do that. And yet at the same time, you, you hear all the time how people are complaining, that, oh, they drive mom and pop shops out of business. It's like, well, they make a quality product. And they got good at making it for a lot of people. Yeah, it's um, it's very complicated. Um, I, I um, I personally am very anti-capitalist. I'd left Starbucks very briefly, and went to Petco for about two months, three months, uh, a couple years back, and um, hated it uh, for a number of reasons. Um, and I uh, ended up going back to Starbucks. I actually missed it. And I preferred being with a company where I know what to expect um, that as opposed to a company where I didn't know what to expect and where I was, you know, in a position where the um, I was hired and then a new store leader was hired who was on a power trip and was doing all these really inappropriate things. Like she was demanding that I show her proof of my flight to California. Cause I was too new to take, you know, a vacation. And I was, I was going to California for five days. I wanted to see my dad and my little brother for his birthday. And also my sister, right. um, who, as you know, uh, has MS and I hadn't seen in a while. And I was, you know, really worried about, you know, not getting to see her. Um, and, she went on this power trip, cornered me in the office. It was a whole thing. And I obviously called HR. Um, she ended up walking out and then we got a replacement store man, store leader. And he was actually somebody who I knew to be accused of sexual uh, harassment oh, because my roommate works, worked actually, they just quit because of how Petco has been handling this situation with COVID-19 and how horribly they've been treating partners. But it, it has been very frustrating to see big companies who have the power to support people absolutely refuse to and only care about the profit um which again you're not really going to be making much of a profit as it is when people are sheltering in place and also people can order things online still like people are still getting deliveries i've ordered things for costumes that i'm working on um so it's really not impossible to get your products from um the internet yeah <laughs> when you need to and again i Personally, I'm just like, I can't support Petco anymore because of what I've seen them do to my roommate. And this isn't the first time I've seen them see my roommate be treated poorly by Petco. So I'm, I'm definitely like no longer supporting them, um, which I think that is going to be a continuing um, narrative that's happening. We're going to keep seeing companies that aren't taking care of partners mm -hmm. and we're going to keep seeing um, institutions that have you know, historically been very, very expensive, suddenly be free or much cheaper. And we're going to go, why is it free now? Was this money always there? Did this always need to cost so much money? Like for instance, public transportation. Right now, the MBTA in Boston is free. Um, at least the buses are, I'm not sure about the trains. Um, and so I'm like, well, why isn't it always free? Why isn't it always this accessible? Um, so my hope, because I'm trying to stay hopeful during this crisis is that there is going to be some positive things coming out of it. I mean, we've already seen 
um, some stuff with regards to, you know, people banding together, people supporting each other, um, and really trying to, you know, keep positive and people doing like free, you know, online classes for, you know, just like random things that maybe you wanted to learn and haven't learned yet. Um, but I definitely think that my hope for the end of this result would be that people start going, yeah, we do need universal health care. And yeah, we do need a change in our uh, whole entire system. So, you know, fingers crossed that people start waking up. All right. Um, thank you very much for all that. It's actually interesting to hear what's going on on the other side of the country, because Nevada, California, Arizona, there's it's a totally yeah. different type of, of world right now. Um, Absolutely. And so. I mean, if I really wanted to, I could drive and go see Oma in California. And for the listeners right. that don't know, Oma is my mother, Ari's grandmother. And uh, my mom lives three hours south of me in California. I have been emailing Oma and I know she says she's doing well. So now, Ari, you had some questions as well for Ari. I wanted to know what exactly what type of costumes or stuff that you're doing other than like, um, like, do you have any like school or work you're doing now? So um, I'm no longer in school. I did finish uh, my certificate program in 2015. Um, so I have a certificate in fashion. Um, and as far as work, I don't sew professionally, except I do have a sewing job that is kind of infrequent. We meet like every so often on Sundays. Um, so I sew for a woman who makes clothes um, and she takes those to like boutiques to sell. Um, as far as my own personal life, um, there was a period of about a year and a half from, I want to say it would have been May 2017, like the end of May, beginning of June 2017 to November of uh, this past year um, where I wasn't sewing at all. Um, I was really sewing sporadically, wasn't making costumes. I was going through a, a very difficult time. And I wasn't feeling as passionate about cosplay. And there were some personal things happening too with our home life. We were trying to move out of the apartment we were living in. We had a really uh, unfortunate uh, living experience with someone who we were living with at the time. So things kind of started to fall to the wayside. And then when we moved into our new apartment, it took me a long time to kind of motivate myself to get back into sewing. And I have a sewing room now, which is nice, but I was making excuses to not sew because I was depressed. And this past November, um, so November, 2019, um, my roommate's birthday is in November and they are a huge Hosier oh. fan. And I was, a, I enjoyed his music. <laughs> um, and then I went to the concert and my entire life changed my world like got flipped upside down I was really inspired I don't know what it was about that night about that concert about his music but I just a, a like a flip just like a switch flipped you mm -hmm. know and um a few days after the concert November 17th I know this day because I checked my Instagram uh like archive but um on November 17th, I started making costumes again, for real, like actually sitting down, I sketched out a design, I started drafting patterns for the first time in a while. And so from that point on, now for a little over four months, I have been sewing almost every single day, making costumes inspired by Hosier's music. Um, this project originally started out as like a small little personal project where I was like, yeah, it'll help me get back into sewing. Um, and then it kind of exploded into this absolutely massive labor of love 
this project that I'm actually now hoping will maybe potentially be something I can build a portfolio out of. Um, cause I, I, I am really passionate about it. I'm really excited about it. Um, his music's really inspired me a lot. And, um, a lot of things that I like about this project too, um, like one of the songs I want to do costume design for, um, is actually a song that references, um, jazz standards, which therefore references black history. Um, so the song Almost Sweet Music, that became a really special song for me. Um, I was actually for my birthday planning to get uh, lyrics from it tattooed. Um, but unfortunately, that has been postponed indefinitely until, you know, this is all over. Right. Um, but basically, the last four months, this whole project has taken over my life. And I've really kind of moved away from cosplay as a focus. And I'm trying to basically build what I feel would be a portfolio worthy of getting into a professional setting so that I can do theater or, you know, film and not to say that cosplay can't do that because it can, but I personally was feeling stagnated. I wasn't having as much fun doing cosplay. I wasn't having as much fun within the culture of cosplay. Um, and so for me, it was just I needed something different in my life and um, Cozier's music actually gave me that. And um, ever since then, it's just, I've just been sewing and I actually um, finished a costume last night. This is the first costume that I finished in almost two years. Um, and it's the first costume of the Hosier costume concepts, which is what I've been calling it. Um, that's been finished. So uh, one costume down and like 150 to go. Yeah. Nice. Oh, cool. Thank you very much. Uh, right about now is when we normally do weird news. It's weird news. There's some weird stuff happening on the internet and we are going to look at it. So what? Quote. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Normally we start the podcast off completely. We're all out of sorts today. Uh, forgot Ari has a quote of the day. What you got? Um, this is from two YouTubers I watched. They're called Evan and Caitlin. They have a oh, shirt. It's called Make, Fail, Make, Fail, Make. So what I think of this quote, I think that uh, you just have to continue trying, even if you fail. Yep. I've seen them on uh, the Modern Rogue uh, YouTube channel, and, and Evan was wearing that shirt, and I like it. It's, it, it, it Ari knows all about you, you, You're not going to do anything if you are afraid to fail. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Um, that was actually one of the things that held me back from making costumes for a long time so yeah and it, it, as a as a youtuber too it's it's hard for me sometimes to be like no there's there's value in what i'm doing even if nobody watches there's still a point there's still a reason right. to do it and that was that was kind of the turning point for me was you know what's you know what's the worst that happens nothing i stay exactly where i am there's there is no failure yeah. it's the failure is not showing up basically um so Right. Given COVID-19 and everything, um, number one, I have a, I have a, a new category for you, kiddo, uh, Ari. You are a quarantine. <laughs> Years from now, kids are going to talk about how they were quarantines and how they're, they're like, we couldn't do it. We, we had to stay home, just play Xbox and PlayStation. And, but uh, given, that, given, given that we're, we're going through this, um, I found an interesting news article. Scientists have actually turned the structure of the coronavirus into music. What? I know. What? I, know. Oh, wow. I was like, what? So I'm, what? Not, I'm not sure if Ariel will be able to hear it. I'm going to turn the volume up on the computer here. Not 
what I expected. Yeah, no. Can you hear that, Ari? I absolutely can, yeah. That is not what I expected. What was that It's it's very like beautiful and also eerie at the same time. <laughs> right. Um so I, I I faded that out a little bit, but each sound represents a different aspect of, of the protein, which is very spiky. And uh, it pokes from the virus's surface and helps it latch onto unsuspecting cells. I don't know why they thought that, oh yeah, here's a question, but why would you set up virus to music? Um, it helps scientists find sites on the protein where antibodies or drugs might be able to bind simply by searching for specific musical sequences that correspond to these sites. Huh, well, there you go. Wow. Right? That's- I mean, talk about thinking outside the box. Seriously. And, uh, you know, art, the arts and sciences working together. Exactly. Um, and, and Just more proof that the arts are valuable. Yeah. And going forward, um, when things get back to, not, not normal, because normal is how we got here, but when things get back to yeah, no, no. where, you know, six feet is not the rule, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with things like funding for the arts, funding for science, funding for all the things that are making this quarantine and lockdown a little more livable. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, before we get to weird news, I know I did the whole jingle and everything. Yeah. But let's talk about best thing of the week. Ari, what is your best thing of the week? Well, um, I've already mentioned, but I did finish a costume to, uh, two days ago, or technically last night, because I had to make um, minor adjustments. But I'm very um, excited because... Again, I haven't finished a costume in almost two years. So this is a really big deal for me. Um, and I'm actually really happy with how the costume turned out. It's an original design too, which is also really exciting because I haven't really invested enough time and energy into original design. So getting to see my own vision come to life um, is really exciting. And I'm really hoping that um, you know more and more people will start to see my costumes and be excited by them. Um, and be interested in what I'm making. And especially since it is based on somebody else's art, it's a little, a little nerve wracking. Cause I'm like, what if he saw this and was like, what the, f I'm not going to say bad words on this podcast. I'm sorry. Um, but anyways, I just, I'm very excited and very proud of myself for accomplishing something that I haven't accomplished in two years and making an original design, especially is really, really rewarding. That's your best thing of the week is getting that done and, and, creating going like a whole new chapter of, of your design uh, book basically yeah I mean again it's been two years since I've accomplished anything like this um or almost two years like just shy of and this is an original design and that's just not something that I've really been able to invest enough of my time in so it's really rewarding and it's really um a relief too because I was starting to feel a little down because I hadn't accomplished anything and I was like originally I wanted um two costumes for one song um, to be done by mid-February and then I was going to have another song done by like mid-March end of March and then I was supposed to be working on something else right now and I haven't been able to stick to that partially because of time like you know I work or I used to work <laughs> 40 hours a week um, and then money you know I kept hitting roadblocks because it was like oh I ran out of this material I have to wait for it to arrive in the mail so I started to feel a little bit like I was a failure and like I wasn't going to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And like, I was just like, I, I just felt run down a little bit. And so getting to accomplish this is actually a really big deal for me. Um, and again, just seeing my 
seeing like my vision and actually being able to like see it, touch it, feel it, and then like try it on and go, oh, this looks great. It feels really rewarding. Awesome. Well, we have something for you. (laughs) So Ari, what's your best thing of the week? Probably that I don't have my, my voice isn't gone anymore. Oh yeah. It was very quiet all week. Almost all week. My voice uh, was lost. And that's, uh, that's one of the reasons, uh, listeners, that we haven't had, uh, we didn't do a podcast last, last week. Last week. Yeah. And it's even worse because I have, um, I have calls on, this week was one of the worst because the, the days my, I didn't speak up the, mo- the days I didn't speak the most, mm-hmm. uh, I had calls on. Yeah. And so. Yeah, she had video calls with the school. And so. Um, I didn't get, I could only answer in the chat for like questions. And so it was kind of difficult for the timing. Well, I'm glad, even though you could be loud sometimes, I'm glad to hear you, your lovely voice again. My best thing of the week is this podcast, this call right here. (laughs) It's so nice to talk to you. It's been so long. And, um, I haven't I seen know. you since uh, San Francisco when this little girl was a much littler thing. I was like a baby. She was like Babby. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long right? time. All right. Well, yeah. here's a, one little just to just to change the topic from everything that's currently going on in St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri, South Central High School. They get uh, they have something called Tractor Day, where all the teenagers get to drive tractors to school. Right, it just gives a little bit of independence because it's it's basically them driving a car. I mean, if, if things can go wrong, uh, but they they're allowed to, uh, even like this uh, article is talking about a fifteen year old driving a tractor to school, and uh, I I thought that's kind of cool, but at the same time really frightening. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be scared to see a bunch of teenagers driving a tractor. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they top out at like 20 miles an hour. Um, it, it's an annual tradition called Drive Your Tractor to School Day or Tractor Day. And uh, oh, it's not just one school. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the rural high schools. And right now, I guess, you know, it's just one of those little weird news things. Just like what? It's, it's, it's not about COVID-19, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. it's good to break it up and not always you know be bombarded by that right um and the other th- amazing thing about these tractors is even the little ones are like a hundred thousand dollars you know so oh my god yeah they're I'm, I'm, i can't even fathom that but then you know it's something you're li- literally making a living with so exactly all right that's a necessary component so all right that's the weirdness and i think is that is there anything else we're forgetting no cool so um thank you very much ari and i hope that you stay safe and healthy and uh things get less weird (laughs) (laughs) um so obviously there's no con there's no cons or anything going on right no not at all cons have been uh canceled uh my roommates were actually planning to go to anime boston um next weekend um that was canceled um 
I'm pretty sure every single big event that's uh, coming up is canceled right? Um, for the near future. I don't know about the far future um, or rather farther, slightly farther future. It's not really that far, but I know that there's um, other things that I'm sure are going to end up getting canceled and hopefully, you know, things will start to kind of level out and we'll be able to kind of live our lives a little bit more. But I mean, you know, I also... I don't want to say go back to normal because again, normal is how we got here. Yep. Um, and we really can't afford to go back to normal because I mean, we'll just end up back here again some way, somehow. So, um, but I do hope that things kind of get to a point where there is improvement and there is betterment and that people are safer. Um, cause it's obviously very scary, especially, you know, older people and, you know, compromised people. Um, so it's, it's really important to have like a solution to this uh come up soon yeah and that is all we can really hope for and uh, even in the in here in vegas we're hearing or i'm, I'm seeing a lot of like uh, live music shows that just either have been pushed back or just canceled yeah and yeah like i just did my first uh uh like a, a live remote interview with a band for my youtube channel because you know otherwise i'm not gonna have any if i don't do it that way and it, it, yeah, exactly. It was interesting. Absolutely. It was certainly interesting. Um, it's not the same as, as having them stand in my kitchen, but needs must, I guess. Um, well, needs must. Absolutely. I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, I mean, the last literally three Fridays in a row, um, Hosier did live streams to perform like in his like house, um, you know, very casual, very low key, um, but to raise like funds and awareness for certain like different like organizations like one of them was um this group uh like i think it was ispcc is like childline to help kids who are in precarious situations at home especially being quarantined at home and in abusive households you know like that was like one of the things that was done there was one um yesterday that my roommate and i attempted to watch but it was on facebook live and facebook live sucks so we yeah. really didn't get to watch that um but yeah i mean people are trying to make do and make the make the art that they can through whatever means necessary. And I think, you know, remote recordings, live streaming and all that stuff is going to become even more vital to our um, lives now because of this. Definitely. Um, and that's something that a lot of the bands, including the one I did that interview with uh, have been doing is they've been live streaming and just putting up like, Hey, here's our Patreon or, or here's our PayPal link. If you feel like tipping us or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is definitely a town where they, there's a quite a lot of musicians that that's all they make money from is music. Yeah. You know, and, mm -hmm. and nobody's buying CDs or anything unless they're at a show. So, right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah, it's we are going to go ahead and cut this uh, off, but I wanted to say thank you again. And um, I know that Ari is looking forward to collaborating with you on some sort of wig or something. Absolutely. I'm very excited about that. But in the meantime, we are going to say thank you and stay safe and healthy. And anything else you have to say to your cousin? Bye. All right. I guess we're saying bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. And Thanks, um, guys. and I'll I'll make sure that uh, Ari gets in touch with you when more information is ready for the uh, co that commission. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be safe. Be healthy. Stay inside. <laughs> Ditto. You too. And wash your freaking hands. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and please tell your friends. Send your questions and comments to howtobealama.mail at gmail.com. Until next week, 
Have a Lama-tastic day.